Welcome to Cocktails and Capital, the working on your business podcast that feels more like grabbing a drink with your best friend. I'm your host, Sarah Tatum, that best friend. I'm the owner of Tatum Accounting, where we invite our clients to take a vacation from their bookkeeping. In this podcast, I'm going to give it to you straight. Talking points and vague tips, we don't do that here. There's a bunch of noise out there in the entrepreneur community, especially when it relates to finances. And when you're trying to run your business, you just don't have time for that. And I know that you would rather be doing literally anything other than recording expenses and logging into your accounting software. So I'm bringing you practical advice without any of the fluff, just like your best friend would. So turn the volume up, grab your gin and tonic, and let's dive into this week's theme. Hey, best friend, welcome to episode five of Cocktails and Capital. Today, we are going to talk about what you should know as a business owner when it comes to accounting and what you can do for your own accounting if you are just starting out, it's day one of your business and the things that you need to know. So I hope that you have your cocktail and you're ready to listen or if you're driving, you have your coffee. I have an energy drink today. It's been a long day and (laughs) um, I need it. So we are going to... uh, sip on this energy drink and get started. I just uh, came back from a month of vacation. I am back in my office, back in my little studio, quote unquote, and I feel uh, much better back here. The audio is much more situated. We're back on video. If you haven't checked us out on YouTube, uh, you can watch the podcast on YouTube and see my face uh, and watch the video there. And um, yeah, we're much, much better and more situated podcast-wise back in the studio. So let's dive right in um, on episode five and get started. So so what uh, should you know as a business owner when it comes to accounting? How much do you need to know? Do you need to have a whole accounting degree? Do you need to have, uh, do you need to take a course at the local community college to get yourself going? Do you need to hire a bookkeeper or an accountant straight off the bat to manage your books? Can you DIY it? What are your options? So all of the above, totally viable. Um, You can have an accounting degree. You can have an MBA. You can go take a class. You can do whatever you want to do. I will say, uh, in my professional opinion, there are five things that you should be comfortable with uh, as far as accounting topics. Uh, before you get started on your own business bookkeeping. So the first topic is the main three financial statements. I want you to be comfortable with the income statement or the profit and loss statement, the balance sheet, and the cash flow statement, and how all three of those tie in together, because that is going to be how you know how your business is running uh, and how your profit looks and where your assets are, where your liabilities stand, and just the overall financial health of your business is going to be in those three financial statements. Now, let's dive into each of those just a little bit. Um, I am going to make a YouTube video on those financial statements and how they tie in together. It's going to be a little bit more in depth. There is also um, going to be a Instagram story about those this week that you can tune into and check that out. It'll be on our highlights reel. Um, But I'm not going to get too into that on here because that's 
a bit more in depth for a podcast. So breaking those three statements down and how they tie into each other. The income statement is just as it sounds. It's going to show on the top your gross income, all of your revenue that you're bringing in. And then underneath that, it's going to show your cost of goods sold or the expenses that are direct to the product or service that you are producing. Underneath that, it's going to show your um, gross profit. And then underneath that, it's going to show all the additional expenses that you have, all your general and operating expenses. And then at the very, very bottom of the profit and loss or income statement, it will show your net profit or loss. That net profit and loss number goes onto your balance sheet and it ties into your equity. Stay with me. Your equity and your liabilities, those are your total loans, your credit cards, um, outstanding lines of credit and things like that. And your equity, your um, owner contributions, your owner distributions, and your retained earnings equal a sum. And then you have your assets on the other side of your balance sheet. Your assets are things like your checking account, your savings account, your total uh, outstanding invoices, your um, owned vehicles that the uh, business might hold under its name, um, any equipment that the business owns. All of those are considered assets. Your assets equal the same amount as your liabilities and your equity. So that in a very, very high overview level is how your balance sheet and your income statement tie in together. Your cash flow statement will show all of your financing activities, operating activities, and investing activities, and the money coming in and out for all three of those activities. Like I said, you'll want to tune in to both YouTube and Instagram for a more in-depth uh, explanation on all three of those statements. The second thing that you'll want to be very familiar with and understand are your tax obligations. And what I mean by that is not just your income tax obligations, but your sales tax obligations for your business. So if you're manufacturing or selling a product, you'll want to know uh, if the sales tax for your locality and your state are applicable to you and to which of those regions uh, you owe sales tax to or will owe sales tax to. And you'll want to make sure you register with those uh, government entities and that you know your filing frequency and at what rate you are uh, um, liable to them for. And you want to make sure that if you have employees, you are registered for the right type of employment taxes. Um, unemployment insurance with the state and workers' compensation insurance if you need it, and um, that you're paying your self-employment taxes, so your estimated withholding taxes. So the second item I want you to make yourself familiar with when you are going to be setting yourself up for success as a business owner with your own accounting is your tax obligations. So there's four different tax obligations that you need to be very well aware of. And that is your income taxes, 
your sales tax and your employment and self-employment taxes. Your income taxes, very general. Uh, you file those with your taxes and we, we cover that at year end with your, with your income tax filing, right? Your sales tax, if it's applicable to you, if you're selling things at retail, you want to know whom you are responsible for paying sales tax to, which locality, which government entity, at what rate, at what filing frequency, and how often, um, I guess that's the same thing, <laughs> um, but essentially how often, at what rate, and to whom, if it's multiple entities, you're responsible for paying sales tax to. Um, your employment taxes, if it's applicable to you, if you have employees, you want to make sure that you're paying those on time again, at what rate, at what, um, filing frequency. And if you're using a payroll service, something like Gusto or QuickBooks online payroll, a lot of those will do it automatically for you. They'll take care of it for you. Um, but you want to make sure that you still want to review it and make sure it's being taken care of for you and that's being filed at the right rate and being done correctly. And then for your self-employment taxes, again, you wanna make sure that you're figuring in your income tax bracket and that you're withholding the right amount for your self-employment, not just for your Medicare and your social security uh, tax coverage. And if you need a refresher for that, make sure that you go back to our previous episode, episode four, which is titled, why are you paying more or less in taxes than you expected for a refresher and for more information. I also want you to have a basic understanding of the two methods of accounting. So one is cash and the other is accrual. You may have noticed this if you've ever looked at the business tax return, you can mark cash, you can mark accrual, or you can mark other. Cash is just like it sounds. You recognize revenue when you receive it, like when you take in cash, and you recognize expenses when they happen, like when you pay out cash for something that you pay for, like when you pay for uh, foils for your hair salon or when you pay for um, AV cords for your uh, audiovisual company. Um, accrual records revenue when it is confirmed to happen, like when you get a contract for a job to be performed. So you would draft up the invoice and that invoice hits your accounting software. That would be recognizing the revenue when it's confirmed and then expenses as they are incurred. So when you expect an expense to happen. So as you get the invoice from your lawn cutter, lawn cutter. Uh, <laughs> when you get the invoice from your, um, your landscaper, that's the word I was looking for. When you get the invoice from your landscaper, uh, who maintains your lawn and cuts your lawn, um, if he mows your lawn on a monthly basis and he, uh, it mows it once a, once a week, but he invoices you once a month, you are incurring that expense just once a month, but your um, the expense is happening monthly. The um, work is being performed weekly. So you're recording the expense as it is incurred, and then the work is happening weekly. So that would be accruing the expense. The um, 
The thing with accrual is that it gives you a better overall reflection of your uh, financial position um, on your reports. So if you're looking at a income statement, when you look at accrual, you would have all of your invoices recorded. And so you would be able to see everything that hasn't been paid yet and not just things that have been already collected. So with with accrual though too, you would also see all of your vendor expenses that have not been paid yet either. So you would you would also see cash that is due to be paid out against cash that is also due to be collected. So it kind of it kind of balances out the way that cash balances out. The other thing that I want you to have a real understanding of if you're going to um, try to manage your own bookkeeping is to understand your record keeping requirements, uh, not just as far as the IRS goes, but um, you're understanding your record keeping requirements as far as bookkeeping goes and develop a tracking system. So I really want you to understand the importance of tracking everything that happens within your business accounting wise. So that means that we're going to track all our expenses. We're going to record everything that happens, even if it is a transaction for $2, we're going to track it regardless. We're going to record everything. We're going to keep all of our receipts and we're going to digitize them. That means keep them somewhere digitally and keep your personal and your business transactions separated. We are not, we are not going to pierce that corporate veil. And then the fifth and final thing is the importance of bank reconciliation. And bank reconciliation might seem like something that your grandparents did reconciling their checkbooks or balancing their bank ledger, but it is very, very important. And I'm going to tell you why. For one, a monthly reconciliation is going to help you catch and identify any unusual transactions um, especially those that might be caused by fraud, but also those that could be caused by accounting errors. And errors can lead to things like overstated revenue and also overstated expenses. So when it comes to tax time, if you have overstated revenue, that can cause you to pay more in taxes. But if you have overstated expenses, that can cause you to have overstated deductions, which if you were to be audited, you could risk uh, having to repay in taxes later if you were found to have unverified deductions later on. So that is a very large risk to keep in mind and a reason why you want to have clean records and make sure that you're reconciling your bank accounts and that everything is accounted for and that your transactions are accurately and adequately uh, categorized. Okay, so enough with all the lecturing on things that you need to understand what you should know and what you shouldn't do and should do. Let's get into the fun stuff of what you can do on day one of owning a business and what your bookkeeping should look like on that day. So you just decided to take the leap and we're going to start our business. And what does the bookkeeping look like for that day one? So the first thing is registering your business, um, which is going to vary by state and locality. Different states have um, different 
uh, ease of access for registering a business, but it's going to vary. So, and there's different types of business structures um, and each one has different tax and legal implications. And you should consult with both an attorney and an accountant to talk about your options. Um, but the most common ones are, uh, most common options for small businesses are sole proprietorships, LLCs, partnerships, and corporations. Um, the second thing you're going to want to do is open your business bank account um, so that you can keep your business and personal transactions separated. Because again, we do not want to pierce that corporate veil, right? Uh, the third thing that we're going to do, and the most exciting and fun thing, in my opinion, <laughs> um, is set up your accounting file. Do not rely on a spreadsheet, please. Please, please, please. Um, I know the spreadsheet seems like the most cost-effective option, but there are free options out there for accounting software that will hook up with your business bank account and import all of your transactions and make it so much easier. So one free option that I like to recommend to people who aren't quite ready for something that is a, um, a subscription for accounting software is Wave. Wave is still a free accounting software. They do have a priced plan, but they do have a free option still that works really, really great. And really the reason why I say that we want a subscription software or not even a subscription software, but a software is because you want something with bank feeds. And what bank feeds do is they automatically pull in your transactions from your bank into your software. And what that's going to do is allow you to not have to type in your transactions every single day. It's going to allow you to upload your receipts directly into your software. So you have a database for your receipts and your transactions, and you have a chart of accounts that you can match your transactions to, and they are properly categorized. It also gives you a place to do your bank reconciliations and catch that fraud and catch those errors, catch the revenue overstatement, catch the expense overstatement. And it gives you a place to look at your financial reports and a place to watch your business progress and track growth and find the time for when you're ready to hire an outsourced accountant. Now, I know I just threw in a word, a phrase in there that might be unfamiliar, and that was a chart of accounts. So I want to real quick go over what a chart of accounts is. So a chart of accounts is a list of all of your company's accounts. Um, the main account types are your revenue, expenses, uh, assets, liabilities, and your equity. And they all tie into that income statement and your balance sheet. And essentially what the chart of accounts does, it gives you a bird's eye view of every area of your business that is spending or making money or holding money or owing money. Um, and every company in every industry or different avenue of business is going to have a different looking or appearing chart of accounts. It's going to be different for a cat cafe. It's going to be different for um, a candle company. It's going to be different for a coffee company. It's going to be different for uh, an accounting business. It's going to be different for a legal firm. It's going to be different for everybody. Um, but it should give anybody who looks at it a rough idea of what industry you're involved in just by looking at your company's accounts and give them a, an idea of your day-to-day -day operations. So it should 
give them a very high level overview of what your business does and what your day-to-day -day accounting looks like. And that's your chart of accounts. <laughs> Um, and then the fourth thing that you're going to do on your day one of your business for bookkeeping is I want you to set up your receipt tracking method because we do not want a shoebox of receipts delivered to your accountant at tax time. Um, <laughs> nobody wants that. If you use a software like Wave or QuickBooks or FreshBooks, there is um, an app with, with some of those. Um, there is also a way to upload them directly to the software. It depends on the software that you're using, but they've all made it really easy to store your receipts directly in the accounting software. Um, you can also take pictures of your receipts once a week and upload them all to a Google Drive file. You can upload them onto your desktop. Um, you can establish any way that you like to store your receipts, but I highly recommend digitizing them. Um, and storing them somewhere secure so that they don't get lost. Uh, the cloud is the best option. You can also do a like external hard drive, but highly, highly recommend the um, all-knowing cloud. <laughs> uh, and then you're going to want to, per IRS direction, keep your records for three years from the date you file your original tax return. So. If you file your 2021 tax return on April 18th, you're going to keep it for three years from the date you filed your return, which would be April 18th, 2025. So keep that in mind. If you have questions about record keeping, please let me know. And then the last thing that I want you to do on day one of owning your business is to pick a date on your calendar to review your finances and reconcile. Do not let it get away from you. And I will tell you why. Cleanups are very expensive. If you take all this time to set up your bookkeeping and you make a commitment to yourself that you're going to DIY your bookkeeping, I highly, highly commend you. Bookkeeping is a lot of work and your business is a lot of work. And this is your baby. And it's going to take a lot of time, commitment, and work. And sometimes the bookkeeping can get away from you, but if you maintain it, someone can just take over very easily down the road. If you do not maintain it, someone else has to clean it up later on. And cleanups are pricey. So they're doable, but they are pricey. And if you can make the commitment to yourself to sit down with your favorite beverage once a week and do your bookkeeping and ask questions of your favorite Instagram accountant uh, when you have questions, because she is an available resource, then, and it's me I'm talking about, by the way, then your bookkeeping won't be as stressful and it won't be as bad and it will be doable. So don't let it get away from you maintain it, keep up with it, ask questions if you need help. I am here. I'm here to help. I'm here for you. So when should you think about moving to a more expensive accounting software? The short answer is when your business needs start growing, right? <laughs> um, but there's a couple of questions that you can ask yourself um, as you go along, that might be better indicators. So 
do you need integrations like e-commerce platform integrations? Do you need to integrate your Shopify? Do you need to integrate things like Square? Do you need to do more complex invoicing or process larger amounts of invoices, more invoices on a daily basis? Do you need to take more payments on a daily basis? Um, do you need to track more complex sales tax or do more sales tax, like have more localities, nexus and more locations? Do you need more intense reporting, access to greater amounts of reports to track business progress, business profit, or progression? Do you need to add more users into your accounting system? Are you growing and adding people into your business who need access to the software? Um, do you need to file more complex tax returns and need more um, ability to record keep? When you're ready to make the move though, contact a professional. You need to pull certain uh, data files and make sure that things are in order to do the data conversion from different softwares. And even if you're using a spreadsheet, you still need to make sure that the data is correctly formatted in order to make the conversion. So I highly, highly, highly recommend contacting a professional. Speaking of uh, hiring a professional, how soon should you outsource your accounting? And what are some of the signs? So some of the signs are that your monthly accounting might be taking too much of your time and you're not able to focus on the whole reason you started your business in the first place. So if you started your cat cafe to uh, rescue cats and you know get cats adopted and you're spending all this time paying bills and pro processing payroll or you know, paying for cat litter and cat food and you're not rescuing cats or getting cats adopted or playing with cats, then it's probably time to outsource your accounting. Uh, another reason might be that the monthly accounting is just falling to the wayside. It's not a priority anymore. You're too busy for it, but it is a priority. It will be a priority because always right around the corner is your sales tax your quarterly uh, self-employment taxes, possibly your payroll taxes or your payroll, um, and not to mention your federal income tax return. Uh, you might be looking for ways to increase efficiencies in your business. Uh, you might have tax season anxiety because again, you might've put your accounting to the wayside or you might think you're not doing enough to get the deductions that you think you might qualify for or you don't think your books are categorized correctly, or it could be any number of things. Tax season anxiety is very real. <laughs> uh, your accounting practices might be hindering your business growth. Uh, you just have general questions about your bookkeeping and need a little help understanding what's going on with your numbers. And the last one is bookkeeping is stressful. The whole motto of Tatum Accounting is to take a vacation from your bookkeeping and to stop letting it stress you out because I know it's stressful and it can be very stressful for people who are not accountants and it's totally fine. It, if you don't love accounting, it can be very stressful. And even if you do like accounting, it can still be stressful. And what, so what should you look for in a bookkeeper if you are ready to hire? So if you're going to hire in or you're going to hire out, some things you should look for is 
in my opinion, this is just my opinion, someone who you can trust and someone who you genuinely vibe with. Someone with experience in your industry. And if so, if you have e-commerce sales, you want someone who knows how to properly record and track sales tax and track e-commerce sales. Find out their communication style and make sure that their communication style fits in with you uh, fits in with what your requirements are for communication, fits in with how you communicate. Um, do their does their deliverable schedule work for your expectations? What I mean by that are how often do you expect to get reports and how often are they providing reports? Um, how often do you want to check in with them and how often do they plan to check in with you? Um, do their expectations of clients work for you and do your expectations for a bookkeeper or accountant mesh well with them? This type of service generally requires a minimum six month contract. So you want to have an extended conversation with your potential accountant or bookkeeper uh, to make sure you are on the same level before signing on. But once you do find the right one, I guarantee you it is going to be a match made for a lifetime. So I really hope that this helps you guys. This episode helps you guys. Um, this was a fun one for me to record. I hope you guys learned something on the five fundamentals that I think business owners should know uh, when it comes to accounting. And if you guys have any questions at all about anything in today's episode, please send me a message on Instagram or send me an email. It's uh, hello at tatumaccounting.com or send me a message on Instagram at Tatum Accounting. And I will be back here next week. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Have a beautiful week and I'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe and follow Tatum Accounting on Instagram. You can also do us a huge favor by leaving a review. It's the best way to support us. Let's catch up next week, same time, same place.